We're going to go to Luke chapter 5 and verse number 1. Please pray for Bishop and my mother. They are in Kentucky preaching a revival meeting this weekend. And uh, God's going to do great things through them. I believe that. Amen. Amen. Bishop's in his element. Uh, when he's preaching, I don't know. Mother, mother, I hope they're not watching. They're behind us. But mother told me today, she said, when your dad does this, it just, it's, you know, it gets weary. I said, mother, there is nothing in this world dad would rather be doing than preaching revival. That's, that's what he loves to do. Amen. So we're, we're praying that God would just pour it out on them. Amen. Luke chapter 5 and verse number 1, if you're there, say amen. amen. And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two ships standing by the lake. But the fishermen were gone out of them. And they were washing their nets. Somebody say they were done. They, they were finished. They were exhausted. They had said it's over. But he entered into one of the ships. Which just so happened to be Simon's. And he prayed him. And he said to him that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. And when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a draught. Simon answering said unto him, Master, we have toiled all night and we have taken nothing. And this is some of the most powerful words you'll ever read right here. Nevertheless, at thy word, somebody say that with me tonight. Nevertheless, at thy word, not because I understand it, not because it makes sense, but because you said it. Because you said it, I will let down the net. And when, when they had done this, when they had Obeyed. Somebody say they obeyed. They enclosed a great multitude of fish and their net break. As we continue to read the narrative, it said that it was so big, the harvest was so big, that they had to get their neighbors to come and help them. I want the kind of revival in this church that's so powerful that our neighbors are receiving blessings and harvest from what God is doing. Can I submit to you tonight what God has for this region is so much greater than the First Pentecostal Church. There's a revival that God desires for us to have that's an overflow. through the, I'm talking about there's not a building that can contain what God wants to do. That's why it's pouring over into campuses, colleges, Whosoever will, let him come. I'm glad that there's enough water for those that thirst tonight. I don't know how exactly I'm going to get there, but I want to preach to you this evening. 
what I feel like the Lord has laid on my heart. I felt this a week ago, and it just, it just wasn't quite right. Before church uh, last week, Brother Jordan came in my office, and I said, just scratch it. We'll see what God does. But tonight, I feel like the timing is right, and timing is everything with God. Amen. And I want to preach to you tonight a shallow response to deep things. A shallow response to deep things. Amen. I want you to just take your Bible, if you have it, hold it dear to your heart. And let's call on the Lord together. Father, thank you for your word. I'm asking you that you would prepare our hearts for what you're about to do in this place. God, I submit my vessel to you, heart, soul, mind, body, and spirit. Everything that I am, God, I submit it to you. I want you to move and work in this house. God, I want you to receive the glory for everything that's said and everything that's done. My prayer tonight, God, is that you would be glorified, that the saints would be edified, and that hell would be terrified because somebody in this house tonight is going to awaken to what you have called them to be and what you have created them to become. In the name of Jesus, I release the gift of faith to move and work. I release the gifts of the Spirit to work in this house tonight. In Jesus' name, have your way, God. Let our worship be a throne for you to sit upon tonight. In the mighty name of Jesus, the mighty name of Jesus, you may be seated tonight in Jesus' name. Anybody come to the house tonight full of expectation? Did you come here tonight expecting that God can do anything? I want to tell you it's time that we get back to speaking that kind of language. It's time that we get back to saying things like, is there anything too hard for God? It's time that we stop telling God how big our mountain is. And we start telling our mountain how big our God is. I know to some folks that's just rhetoric, but I feel that in the house tonight. It's time to turn this thing around and quit telling God how much we've been through the trial that we're in. It's time to start telling the trial that we're in. Greater is he that's in me. We got a house full tonight. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know everybody that's here tonight. And I don't know what kind of trial you're facing. And I don't know the kind of darkness that you've been living in. But I do know my God tonight. And I do know that his power is limitless. And I do know that you cannot bankrupt. You cannot bankrupt the heavens tonight. Oh God. I feel, I feel such expectation and hunger in here tonight. I feel like somebody could leave here with a miracle. I feel like somebody that walked in here not feeling well could leave here feeling whole. When Jesus is in the room, anything can happen. If you believe it, shout yes. I believe it's Psalms, the 47th chapter, that says, Deep calls unto deep. There is a place in God that is deeper than the superficial. And the only way I can really start this tonight is to kind of take a path. Perhaps it's less traveled. And I want to say to you that there is so much more to God than modern religion has portrayed of Him. There is so much more to who He is than just what's been presented to us in books that are in the Christian bookstore. You, know, you just walk in and say, 
I want to know more about him. We pick it up. But there is a place that he has invited us to come to. The Bible said in the New Testament that he has invited us to be seated with him in heavenly places. And while I'm thankful, I started with this this morning, but while I'm thankful for the knowledge that we can attain of him, I want more than just the knowledge of who he is. I want to sit in his presence. I want to be seated with him in heavenly places. Jesus said to his disciples when they said, teach us to pray. He told them, he said, when you pray, I want you to pray after this manner. Our Father which art in heaven. You can quote this with me tonight. You know it in your heart. Hallowed be thy name. Now I want you to listen very closely to this. He said, I want you to start with the recognition of who he is and where he is. He is holy and he is blessed and his name is hallowed. But he is seated in the heavens. I'm going to walk this dog for just a minute right here. I said he is seated in the heavens. Now from where you are tonight, you are seated in the earth. From where you are tonight, you may have problems that are greater than any mountain that you've ever seen in your life. But the word of the Lord said that the heavens is his throne and the earth is his footstool. I feel like encouraging somebody in here tonight. You've been wrestling in your walk with God because you feel like the answers that you need are beyond you. You feel like the answer to your struggle is beyond you. As a matter of fact, you've even had prayer meetings with God when you've made statements like, is it ever going to end? Is there ever going to come an answer? And you have said to the Lord, this one is beyond me. This one is above my head. But if it is indeed a fact, and I believe it is that the heavens are his throne and the earth is his footstool that tells me that even when it's over my head, it's still under his feet. It doesn't matter what you're going through tonight. It's under his feet. Hallowed be thy name. Somebody ought to bless that name with me right now. There's something that happens when you bless the name of Jesus. He said, I want you to start with the recognition of where he is. Now, folks, listen to me tonight. I want it to be crystal clear to you. That he does not see as we see. Some days, I'm going to preach at me right now. Some days I have a hard time seeing past the tip of my nose. Come on now. You know how it is. Get a flat tire. Well, the devil's been whooping on my car. No, he didn't. You just had bad tires. Well, Pastor, the devil's been beating me to death. What happened? My car broke down. Oh, it did? Yeah, my alternator broke. Well, can you believe the old devil got in your alternator? I'm telling you, if the devil got everywhere we gave him the credit for getting, we'd be in big trouble. Woo! Can I preach in here tonight? I was in a service. You've heard me tell this story before, probably if you've been here. But I was in a service one night. And I will never tell in this church where I was preaching. But before I preached that night, they had an old-fashioned testimony service. And they 
turn people loose to testify. And this, this one sister got up and she started giving glory to the devil. I mean, brother, she put it on us. She didn't say this, but this is what she meant. The devil, glory to his name. And she started in about how the devil had taken her family and worked on her son. The devil had been working on her husband. The devil took her joy. I mean, dear God, she laid it down. You, you met people like that. You know you have when you said, how you doing, and you regretted it. And, man, she laid it down. I mean, that woman put it on us that night. The devil has fought my marriage. The devil's taking this and taking that. And after a while, I'm just, I started getting a headache. And I'm like, what in the world? And when she got finished testifying, I, I was so depressed. And I thought, God, if we've ever needed a good praise team, I'm so glad they're getting ready to sing and pick this thing back up, you know. And as soon as she finished testifying, the MC of the service said, we're so thankful to have Pastor St. Clair with us. We want you to come preach. And I was like, dear God, we need a resurrection in here tonight. I didn't know, I didn't know the devil was that good. But he had apparently taken everything she had. And she specifically made the statement in her testimony, I've been to hell and back this week. That's what she said. Like, whoa, that's pretty tough. And so you know how I am. I tried to be graceful and just hold my tongue. And I knew the best thing for me to do, Brother Gray, was stand up and read my text and just preach. But when I opened my mouth, the connection between the medulla oblongata in my mouth broke. And before I, could, before I could read my scripture, I opened up my mouth and I said, Well, if you're going to go to hell and back, I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And I felt it on me. I, I knew it. I was in trouble, but I was already there. You ever opened up your mouth and you're like, well. And I said, you know, if you're going to go to hell and back, it looks like at least you came back. So the next time you go, don't waste the trip. All of the joy that he took and the victory that. If you're going to go to hell and back on your way through, grab your joy. On your way through, grab your victory. On your way through, grab that. Why don't you go ahead while you're walking through the pits of hell and say in the name of Jesus, I'm taking my marriage back. I'm taking my children back. I, I feel him in the house. <laughs> He's a God that sits high, but he looks low. And I believe tonight that somebody in this room needs to understand He's looking at this from a different perspective than you are. The Bible said that he knows the end from the beginning. There's a powerful word in the Greek language in here. It is the word telos. It's where you and I get the English word of telescope. It's God's ability to see something from the end that we see from the beginning. In other words, God knew when Job walked in, that Job was going to come out. God does not let us walk into stuff that we don't have what it takes for us to come out. Some of you are in a place tonight that you need to be reminded 
that if God brought you to it, God is going to bring you through it. Some of you are in a place tonight where when you look back on where you came from and what you came through, you may have thought it was going to kill you at the time, but God is faithful and God was with you and God walked with you and he brought you out. If you know what I'm preaching, you ought to shout yes. Felt like you were going to lose your mind, but hey, I want to tell you something. You still got your mind tonight. You may have felt like your faith was rocked, and you were going to lose your faith, but hey, guess what? You still got your faith tonight. I wish somebody just get bold in the Holy Ghost tonight and just tell the devil, you've given me your best shot, but I'm still here. You've tried everything to destroy me. You've tried everything to defeat me. But I'm still standing. Somebody ought to shout it with me tonight. I'm still standing come on try that one more time you do it do you hear that devil do you hear that devil you can't defeat the church of the living God hallelujah he said our father which art in heaven hallowed be thy name I want you to watch this now. This is where it gets tricky. Thy kingdom come. That sounds too simple. Thy kingdom come. And thy will be done in earth. Not by the measuring stick of earth. But in the atmosphere of earth as it is in heaven. I'm going to mess with your stinking thinking right here. I want to tell you that quitting is never the will of God. The Old Testament prophet said that there's a time to be born. He was a wise man, prophetic in his own way. But he said in Ecclesiastes, King Solomon, he said, there's a time to be born, there's a time to die. There's a time to plant. There's a time to reap. Anybody in here ever read the timetables? He said there's a time to pluck up. There's a time to put down. And I've read that account over and over and over and over and over. And I'm going to tell you one thing I've never found there was a time for. There's never a time to quit. There's never a time to throw in the towel. Why are you preaching this, Pastor? Because I'm reaching for somebody in here tonight. You hear me? I'm speaking in the Holy Ghost to somebody that's been thinking about quitting in here tonight. And I want to tell you, when you start praying, thy kingdom come and thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven, you need to know it is not the will of God for you to throw in the towel and quit. Can I encourage somebody in here tonight and tell you, I believe you're going to make it. I believe you're going to make it. I believe you're going to survive. 
I don't know why I'm preaching what I'm preaching, but I'm about to lose my mind in here tonight. I've come to preach to somebody that's discouraged and say, get up. Get up tonight. Try again. Try again. There's glory in one more try. You hear me? I'm in the Holy Ghost. I've tapped into something right here. I said there's glory in one more try. There's something to be said about somebody that gets back up one more time. Woo, I feel deliverance in this room right now. God, I'm, oh, my, 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 my. Let's just stop right here for just a minute. I want us to praise the Lord and worship the Lord. Let's just worship the Lord together. I feel something right here. My God, my God, my God. Woo! Ha ha ha. Oh! boko yanda bahai. God, oh God, oh God, oh God. Woo! Do y'all feel that breakthrough in here tonight? There's a spirit of breakthrough in here tonight. I know the devil wants you to believe you're, you're at the precipice of a breakdown, but I've come to tell you you're, you're standing on the edge of a breakthrough. It's here tonight. I said it's here tonight. I feel in the Holy Ghost. God, I feel in the Holy Ghost tonight. When his kingdom comes, be seated. When his kingdom comes, my kingdom goes. When his kingdom comes, my kingdom goes. You can't, you, you can't build the kingdom of God while you're building your kingdom. And you can't build the kingdom of God while you're giving glory to the devil for everything going on in your life. You just need to know this. Some things are chalked up not to satanic attack, but to life. Life happened. Now, I'm not saying the devil don't come against us. But many times, it's just that life is tough. But I made up my mind, if life's going to be tough, I'm going to serve God through the tough times. I'm going to serve God through the dark times. I'm not going to give up before my breakthrough. So when, when we begin to think this way, let me, just, let me just mess with your mind just a little bit. He said, thy kingdom come, and thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Everything that happens in the mind of God and the will of God is established in his kingdom. It is a premeditated, if I could say it like that, it's a premeditated idea in the mind of God that you are to be blessed mankind when he was created the first words that ever entered the ears of humanity period that they ever heard when they were created was to be blessed be fruitful to multiply to replenish 
Did you read anywhere in there, be depressed? Be de- so you can guarantee if that's what you're hearing, it didn't come from your creator. Be down, be out, be anxious, have anxiety so much it keeps you up all night and you've got insomnia. I know what he says to you. But I got to remind you on Sunday night, you ain't ready for this now. The devil is a liar. I said the devil is a liar. And the truth is not in him. It is the will of God for you to be blessed. It is the will of God for you to be fruitful. It is the will of God for you to multiply. That was ordained over your life. That was the logos. In the beginning was the word, the logos. The word of God. It's the premeditated idea in the mind of God. In the beginning was the word, John 1. And the word, the logos was with God. And the logos was God. And that logos, verse 14, became flesh and dwelt among us. When Jesus came to this earth, he brought with him the power of the Logos. Jesus was the walking manifestation of being blessed and being fruitful and multiplying and replenishing. It is the will of God. Well, pastor, I guess this is just the way it's going to be. I've been battling this sickness, and I guess that's just the way it's going to be. Be blessed. Be fruitful. I still believe he's a healer. Oh, God, I feel it in here. Years and years ago, I preached a sermon in this church. I preached a sermon in this church about the ministry of Bobo the Clown. Anybody in here remember that? When I was a boy, I don't know if you, you, may, you may not be old enough to remember, Brother Matt, but I had them little toys. They'd, everybody had them when we were on the evangelistic field. I'd go preach places. My dad, people had them little short blow up things, you know, and they had sand in the bottom of them. Anybody remember those? And they had, one of the most famous ones was Bobo the Clown. Had, had a picture of Bobo the Clown on a little, it looked like a little bullet about that tall. But it had some weight in the bottom of it. Man, I have suplexed, pile-drived, thrown against the wall, jumped off the top bunk, Beat the thunder out of Bobo, kicked him, punched him, and every time I did, you know what Bobo would do? I'm t- I'd pick that sucker up and throw it against the wall. It hit the wall, bounce that on the ground. Some of you ain't got enough Bobo in you. Because the devil's been beating on you and you stayed down. Somebody's going to get the. I 
feel a get up in this place tonight. Somebody's getting set up for a comeback in here tonight. I wish you'd look your neighbor right square in the eyeball tonight and tell him you're going to make it. When his kingdom comes, when his kingdom comes and the mind of God is revealed, the mind of God is always contrary to the negative voices that speak in our world when it feels like it's darker than it's ever been. Some of you know what loss and brokenness feels like. There's people in this room that I've stood by your side through the last 20 plus years. When you were broken people and you've had loss and you have mourned. and It's so amazing to me to see the kingdom of God. There's people in here that's endured hurt. Beyond what I could ever imagine having to deal with. But tonight, while the spirit of God was moving during worship service, I saw you. And I thought, Lord, I've, I've stood by them when they were weeping tears. But only in the kingdom of God when his kingdom comes. Does he take our mourning and he turns it into dancing? He takes our sorrow. He'll take your sorrow and he'll turn it into joy. There's something happening in this room right now. I know the season is long right now, but I feel like preaching to you. Weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. I wish somebody would get that in your spirit tonight. You're coming out of this thing. You're coming through this thing. God's not finished with you yet. God's not done with you yet. God hasn't washed his hands of you yet. But pastor, you just don't understand. No, I don't think you understand. His mercy is from everlasting to everlasting. God isn't fit. How do you know? Because you're still breathing. be seated I'm gonna keep walking through this I'm pushing tonight I I feel it I'm gonna keep pushing against this thing till we get a breakthrough in here when his kingdom comes all of a sudden there's a shift the atmosphere where we used to speak language like I don't know if I can make it I don't think I can endure this pastor David Poole called me a few weeks ago we were on the phone before service in the office from Louisiana, he called me. Man, he's one of my favorite preachers. Brother Poole's a faith preacher. He's one of my favorite preachers. And so when he calls, I answer because I'm like, thank you, Lord. I'm about to get a sermon for tonight. <laughs> he called me. He's got a real rough voice. And he called and he said, bro, you know the scripture says that 
Weeping may endure for the night. He said, I want you to go read that again. Weeping may endure. He said, Brother St. Clair, that's permissive language. I said, huh? I heard an organ go, uh-uh. He said, weeping may, uh-uh. He said, but Brother St. Clair, that don't mean it has to. Weeping may endure for the night, but that don't mean it has to. Everybody's waiting on the sun to come up, but I wonder what would happen if you dance in the dark. I wonder what happened if you get, oh God, I feel it. If you just bless his name in the darkness. Come on, let it get on you tonight. I hadn't seen the sun yet, but I think I'll praise it. I want his kingdom to come. I want his will to be done. I feel faith in the house tonight. I said I feel faith in the house tonight. You know, back in the day when people weren't ashamed, we'd be in a moment like this right here and you'd hear somebody go, Woo! Because they still believe God can. In spite of everything I've been through, I still believe He can. And I still believe He will. I don't believe God's finished yet. Lord, let your kingdom invade this house tonight. Let let me get where I'm going, because right now you're confused with my title and where I've been. I'm going to hurry. Y'all ain't ready to quit, are you? Come on, we can go get a hamburger if you want to. Anybody want to know where we're going tonight? So Peter had been fishing all night long. He was discouraged, hadn't caught anything. This is, uh, this is fun to preach because it's kind of like preaching the book of Job, you know. I know how the end of the story is. But it's a lot more difficult when you're seated in the earth and God's giving commands from a heavenly perspective like you're sitting down here in the earth and you feel like your heart's broken and you, everything's over. And you, you hear this beckoning from a higher level that says, praise me anyway. Yeah. And you're like, I don't feel like praising. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, come on. I, I must be just preaching to people online because I, I guess everybody in here just always feels like praising. 
There's somebody in here tonight that has revelation of the sacrifice of praise. That you're not praising him because you feel like praising him. You're praising him because he's worthy of your praise. You're praising him because he deserves your praise. <laughs> now, now just, just, just stay with me for just a minute. I want you to hang with me for just a minute. Peter is in a place of desperation because he's tried everything that he could do in his own power. If you'll stay focused with me right here, God's going to start touching somebody's heart. He tried everything he knew to do. He wasn't no slouch of a fisherman. He had been taught as a boy. But there come seasons in your life where you've tried everything you know to do. Oh, God, I'm telling you, I feel it in this room right now. You've been taught how to pray, but it feels different when you pray, Elder. Because now when you pray, you can say the same thing you prayed before when you got a breakthrough, but now it feels like the heavens are locked up. I, I, I'm walking in something prophetic here right now. I'm preaching to somebody. You know how to pray. It's not that you don't know how to pray. It's that you tried the same way today that you tried last time and it worked, but you, you, don't, you don't feel anything this time. You're in a tough place. And here he is. His vessel's empty. The Bible said there was a couple empty vessels there. And they were washing their nets because he was done. He'd thrown in the towel, so to speak. He was finished. He was, I'm done. I'm tired of trying. I'm tired of reaching. If God meant for me to have an answer, it would have already came. Come on, I know I'm up in some of your prayer lives right now. If God wanted me to have a breakthrough, I'd already had a breakthrough. I'm preaching to real people right now. I, I, I'm not preaching to the people that's got it all together. I'm preaching to some tired people that you've been reaching and you've been praying and you've been fasting and you've been hoping. I think I'm just going to wash my nets. Because if I was going to get an answer, it would have already come. He had spent his night in deep places. But he finally came out of the deep places into the shallow waters. Threw up his hands and said, I guess I'm done. And I'm just going to wash my nets. But there was an, boy, if I had time, I'd preach this. But there was an empty vessel. And Jesus just happened to be standing on the seashore. You know, he's still attracted to empty vessels. It was a vessel that was empty because the guys that were in it were hopeless. The Bible said that Jesus was teaching and he needed to kind of get away from the people a little bit and set his platform up, you know. So he steps out into the boat and it just so happened to be Simon's boat. And the Bible said that he asked Simon, he said, would you thrust out just a little? Somebody say just a little. I'm going to preach in here tonight. He said, thrust out just a little bit. Now Simon's looking at this and he's saying, I don't really know why he's in my boat. And I don't really know what he's thinking. 
But he thrust me out just, he said, just a little bit. And when he said, thrust me out just a little bit, Simon obeyed just a little. But God saw the heart of a man's response in the shallow waters. You ain't going to help me tonight. God, I need a deep answer. And what I'm feeling right now is not a deep response. It, I, how is it, Lord, that I need such a deep response from heaven and your response to me is then just step out and dance in the aisle? No. I don't do that. That's when the Spirit says, step out just a, a little. Anybody ever been in church, if you've been around Apostolic Church for a long time, you know what I'm talking about when you feel the urge, Brother Bailey, being in the middle of a hot service, and you feel the voice of the Lord say, run. Yeah. And you're like, but there ain't nobody running. He's like, that's why I'm talking to you, dummy. I've been in services where the Lord would speak to me. He'd say it. If you'll take one lap around this room right now, I'll set the whole room free. Why? Because we need a deep move. And God needs a shallow response. I, I don't understand all this. But he said... Just thrust out a little. Somebody shout a little. And when God saw the obedience in the shallow waters with Simon, he said, I've got a man that can trust me in the little things. See, that, 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 that's, that's a problem. We got some people that are too big to do little things for God. Uh, Lord, maybe you haven't noticed yet, but I need a big harvest of fish, and you're just saying, let me use your boat. You're a tightwad. <laughs> Anybody ever felt like the king of glory was trying to get access to your resources? I got news for you. He don't need them. Simon, he don't need your boat. You just think he does. And he wants to see if he can trust you with what you feel like belongs to you before he can send you what belongs to him. See, what you need is an answer from heaven, but heaven's looking for an answer in the earth. He said, Bible said that he told him, he said, if you just thrust out, thrust out a little from land, he sat down and talked to people out of the ship. When he had left speaking, he said, hey, Simon, come here. Yes, sir. He said, uh, launch out into the deep. Now, folks, I wish there was a better answer for you here, but you ever look at somebody and say, oh, man, they're deep. That's some deep people right there. They're deep. You know how they got to the deep things of God? 
They responded in the shallow things of God. Oh, my, 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 my. I just don't understand how repenting of my sins, getting baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost, I just don't understand how all that's going to give me the kind of response I need. No, you, listen, if you can respond to him in the shallow end, he'll send a response in the deep things. People, people are missing this. I, I just don't understand how laying down certain things in my life, how quit going things, drinking certain things, talking to certain, how in the world does that have such an eternal effect? When we give God a response in the shallow things, God begins to give us a response in the deep things. I'm, I'm here to preach to somebody tonight that you've looked at the response that you have felt before God said, that's, that's foolish, God. That's stupid. I, I'm not going to do that. You need a breakthrough in your finances. I'm going to use this as an example tonight. But you needed a breakthrough in your finances and you felt the Lord speak to you and say, give that last $10 bill you got in your wallet. Oh, man, maybe I just went the whole night. I said money. <laughs> I don't know how he does it. I, I think it was on a Wednesday night, so some of you wouldn't have heard me share it. <laughs> You're welcome. A few weeks ago, I felt led to give an offering. I didn't know why I felt led to give it, but I felt led to give it, so I did it. And I kind of needed it. Just going to be honest with you. I kind of needed what I felt the Lord tell me to give. I needed it. I'd already stuck it back. Sounds like R.B. Bingham, don't it? Had a little stick back money. The Lord got in my stick back. And I'm like, that's kind of spoken for. He's, well, do you trust me or not? I said, okay, God. So I did it. I know it sounds stupid. But I did it and I forgot about it. Because whatever it was I thought I needed it for, apparently I didn't. And that week, that next week, I, I walked out to the mailbox. And opened up the mailbox. And opened up an envelope. And was the exact amount that I would given away. And I'm like. The Lord said. I wanted to see if I could trust you with the first part so I could bless you with the latter part. This isn't about money. It's about obedience in the shallow things. I, I, I don't know. I don't know how it works. But there's something that happens when we respond in the shallows. He said, Lord, we have fished all night long, and we didn't get anything. But where you're missing it, Simon Peter, is that last night the timing wasn't right. I'm here to preach to somebody on this Sunday night. I'm just about done. But I'm here to preach to you tonight. There's a couple things that had to happen. The timing had to be right, and he had to obey in the shallow waters.
And I've come to preach to you in here tonight that the timing is right. And now the Lord just wants to know if you can give him a shallow response to a deeper call. Because when the Lord said, now let's go a little deeper, standing in the shallow water, Simon gave a response. He said, I've already tried, but because you told me to do it, not because I understand it, but because you told me to do it, I'm going to respond to your word while I'm in the shallow waters. And his response in the shallow waters released the response of God in the deep waters and the fish began to come from the four corners of that lake. I feel like telling you, if we'll respond in the shallow, God will give a response in the deep things. Deep things. Deep things. Somebody shout deep things. I'm almost done. But we live in a time right now where I've never felt hunger coming over the church like I feel. There is hunger that's coming. And we're hungry for the deep things of God. We're hungry for the deep things of God. And I'm just going to preach practical to you right here. I'm going to take you to a Wednesday night Bible study. But this is where I feel like ended up tonight. We want the deep things of God. We want miracles, signs, and wonders. We want, we, we want to see it with our own eyes. But it's going to take a response in the shallow things. If we're going to get a response in the deep things. Acts the third chapter. I'm almost done. Peter and John come to the gate of the temple. And the Bible said there was a man laying there who had been lame from his mother's womb. And the Bible said that he looked to them expecting. He looked to them asking for alms. There was expectation in his heart, but apparently he was expecting what they gave him yesterday or the day before. He was expecting what they had given in the past. But the Bible said that when Peter and John walked up to the man, they said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee. There's nothing deep about what's going on here. This took courage in the shallow waters. Because they had walked past this man before. But something in them was different this time. They had received the gift of the Holy Ghost in the second chapter. And now God was requiring something of them. If I'm going to fill you with my spirit, then you're going to have to live in the overflow of it. You know what I love about Acts 3? It's God showing us, I didn't fill you with the spirit so you could go to the church and pray while there's nobody there. I filled you with the spirit so you could walk by the lame man on the way into church and bring him... Bring him to the house of God. Listen, I I don't want to get this thing real high right here because we're going to respond in the shallows. It's Sunday night. Anything can happen in here right now. You crazy people. I could preach you real high right now and get you dancing, shouting, running again. I'm I'm just going to close this out a little different tonight. I want to tell you, when they came to the gate, there wasn't nothing deep going on. They were headed to prayer. They said, well, sir, silver and gold have we none. But such as we have, we give it to you. Get up. 
And when they responded in the shallow, God responded in the deeps. God responded from the, oh God. Folks, it wasn't Peter and John that did the healing. It was the deep things of God. Stay with me right here. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm finishing. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. I've preached this, this church for years. I believe it. The last couple of weeks, it's been burning me up. Brother Bounds has been talking about it. It's been burning me up. God had to remind me of this. He woke me up in my sleep in 2000, I believe it was 2014. Began to speak these things to me. The Lord took me to 2nd. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2 where I preached to you from this morning. I didn't make it there this morning. But 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 9. But as it is written. I have not seen nor ear heard. Neither have it entered the heart of man. The things that God has prepared for them that love him. The only time you used to hear this scripture. Was at funerals. But I've been preaching to this church for years. This is not about a funeral. I want to tell you, he's not talking about heaven right here. He said, eyes haven't seen it, and ears haven't heard it. It hasn't entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that love him. He's not talking about gates of pearl and walls of jasper and streets of gold. He said, but the Spirit, God, hath revealed it unto us by his spirit he said the things that you've been waiting on you thought were about heaven the spirit wants to reveal them to you now he said the spirit searcheth all things somebody say this with me yea the deep things of God do you know how we get to the deep things of God we answer him in the shallow things. And there is a call in this room tonight to consecration. There's a call nationwide right now. There's a call God is sending forth from the throne room of heaven right now across this nation. He is calling to heal our land. There is a call to repentance. God is calling this nation. He's calling colleges and campuses to repentance. God is calling us. He is calling us to the deep things. But we've got to give God a response in the shallow things. Listen. The Lord told it. He said if you are faithful over few things, I'll make you ruler over many. What's he saying? He said if you can be faithful in the shallow things. I'll make you rule in the deep things. Some of us want to be spiritual, and I, I thank God for it. I thank God for people that want to go deeper. But if we're going to go deeper, we're going to have to go back to the beginning of this thing in the shallow waters. God is calling us right now as a congregation. Listen, church. We're going to some deep places. I feel it. You can feel it in the church. You can feel it in our spirit. There's something in the undercurrent of this church right now that I can stand before God and say I've never felt in this church before. I've, I've never felt it like this. I, 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 I don't know. Uh, I, I was told today that we had had some guests that had come here that were connected to the old Christ Temple Church. They told somebody in this church today, they said, what I feel at FPC right now feels like old Christ Temple days. 
So what, what, what I feel in this church right now feels like something old-fashioned. Listen, God's calling us to some deep places. But it's going to take a response in the shallow waters. And I am calling this church as your pastor to a place of consecration like we have never known. I know I've shifted gears. And we were dancing and we were shouting. And I thank God for what we felt. But i got to bring you down to this level so I can talk to you from my heart. I, I really am just about done. But I want you to hear me. God is not calling us to do big things. God is not calling us to do mighty things. God is calling us to do simple things and let him do the mighty things. God never required of us to do signs and wonders. He required of us to be consecrated to him and let him do signs and wonders through us. So what I feel like God's doing, and I feel like maybe I failed you a little bit this year at the beginning of the year, but God has been, he's had me on a personal journey of self-consecration. He's been calling me to some deep places, but I've had to give him some responses in the shallow. And if you're carnal right now, it's going to feel like this service is taking a nosedive, but if you're spiritual, you're going to feel the deep things of God begin to stir and move in this place. But I want you to hear me. Our attention has been spread by far too thin because we're giving our time and our energy to too many things. I've preached it to you in this church for so many years that we only have so much emotional energy in our reservoir. But we, we spend our emotional energy on things that aren't even real. We'll turn on a movie that's made from fictional characters. And there's divorce and adultery and, and separation and death and things in stories that aren't even real. And we'll just sit there and cry. We'll cry, cry, cry. Oh, I can't believe so-and-so broke up, split up on that soap opera. Why? They've been splitting up for years. They've been sowing seeds of adultery and fornication and lying and stealing. And our emotional energy is just come to the house of God we don't cry we're not moved we don't dance we don't shout because our emotional energy has been spent come on I'm preaching to you right now if I was screaming that some of you'd be standing and clapping right now but God is calling us to some deep places that's going to require a shallow response some of you your emotional energy is spent so much on Facebook Getting these little groups. You know, I just thought gossip was bad when I was a kid till we got social media. Now people hide behind their cute little phones. Say whatever they want. Just say LOL and act like it's okay. Y'all were doing good when I was talking about miracle signs and wonders. You know how we're going to get them? When we start giving God a response in the shallow things, he's going to take us to some deep things. I want to tell you, I'm an addict. I am. I'm admitting it to you. I'm an addict. Didn't even know I was. I deleted social media off my phone. And that's, I mean, that's how I live life, you know. I, I book meetings. On social media. Never, I've preached. I've never dreamed I'd do this. Brother Haney, 
I've preached meetings that I've never talked to a single person on the phone. Booked the whole thing on social media. Show up to preach. I deleted social media off my phone. I still got it, but I deleted it off my phone. And I was sitting yesterday in a conversation, picked up my phone to check what wasn't even there. There was something in me that said, man, I got to make sure everything's all right. And what I'm reminded of every time I pick it up, I hear the Lord saying, I need you to respond in the shallow end. And I'll send you answers in the deep things. Church, I'm standing before you as your pastor tonight. And I'm telling you that God is trying to take us places we've never been. Y'all okay? Is this all right? I'm not spitting it to the fifth row, but God's about to do something in this room. I feel like there's about to be a deep move in this house. God is calling us to get rid of distractions out of our lives. God's calling us to get rid of time thieves that are robbing us of our time and our energies. God is calling us in the shallow ends to get rid of things that have distracted us from his presence. Come on, you know I'm telling you the truth. You've been carrying your phone into your prayer closet. And just as you go to call out to the Lord, somebody will text you. You know what it's time to do? It's time to start using the power button on our phones. Or leave them in the other room and say, God, I'm going to lock myself in this prayer closet. And I'm going to respond in a shallow way. And I'm going to stay here until you respond in a deep way. It's here right now. I just felt it shift in the room. I'm going to tell you that we have been, we, we, we've been in a place in Pentecost where we've become so distracted. And, and I'm not throwing off, please understand that. Even in our worship services, we feel like if we don't have the bright lights and we don't have the right music, we don't have it all right, then we can't have a move of God. But I'm telling you tonight that God is taking us to some deep places that it's not going to matter where we're at or whose building we're in or what's going on. There's going to be some deep moves of God. God has taken us to some places of consecration where we're going to start pushing away from the table again. We're going to start telling our flesh no again. We're going to start locking ourselves in seasons of prayer that when we come walking out after two or three hours, it's going to feel like we've been in there for five or ten minutes. Oh, God, I want it. We want God to make us prayer warriors. We hear people talking about praying three, four, and five hours in a day. But we don't want to give God 15 minutes. He's looking for a response in the shallow things tonight. God's been dealing with some of you. I know this because I felt it in the Holy Ghost. God's been dealing with some of you in this church to go on a media fast to push things out of your life. And God chasing me Friday night. I'm telling you, Brother Jordan, God hit me Friday night when Brother Bounds was talking. It hit me. My God, it hit me. We are, we, we are, we are so confused in the shallow end. And we're wondering why we're not getting a response in the deep things. Constantly confusion. Constantly confusion. But tonight, God is going to take us from scrolling on our phones and he's going to begin to start unfolding scrolls in the spirit of his word. You hear me? I'm prophesying this to you tonight. God has taken us to some deep places. There's getting ready to be a release in this church. 
that this city is going to come not just for the music, not just for what we feel in our services, but people are going to start coming because they've heard about what's happening in our prayer room. God's been calling some of you to deeper consecration. Since you started attending this church, you felt some things to lay down some things. And, and I know I'm getting down where you're living right now, but you felt the call to start acting a little different, talking a little different, saying things a little different, dressing a little different. You felt a little bit of a deeper call. Listen, that's the Holy Ghost calling you to that. Because when you give God a response in the shallow things, God will give you a response in the deep things. So tonight, I want our musicians involved in this, so I'm not going to call for the music to come tonight. But we sang a song this morning. I'm coming back to the heart of worship. That song was written by Matt Redman. And I don't know if you've ever heard the story when Matt wrote that. He said that, it, that his pastor realized there was so much carnality on their platform and in their musicians. He said he came in, I believe it was on a Sunday. And before church started, he told every musician in the church, he said, you won't be on the platform until you reconsecrate yourself to God. He said he cleared off the platform, cleared off all the Sunday school teachers. There was no leadership at all but him. Boom. It was over. He said, I'm firing every leader in this church. They came to church, had amazing music. I mean, Matt Redmond was their worship leader. Came to church. There was no, there was no worship leaders. There was no praise team. They just came to the house of God. Big old church. The man said, I got down on my face. And the song started rolling out of my spirit. I'm coming back to the heart of worship. Where it's all about you. I'm sorry, God, for the things that I've made it. Because it's all about you. I'm standing on the wall tonight as your watchman. And I'm calling this church to consecration. God has been calling you to fast. God's been calling. Listen, what we've been feeling in here is not just for us to be glorified. It's for God to be glorified. The move of the spirit we've been feeling in here is not just so we can smile and say, thank you, God, for what we feel. It's the spirit of God calling us to the deep places. I'm calling on you tonight. It's time to come back to the heart of this thing. God is looking for a response. In the shallow end, and he'll respond in the deep things of God. Oh, Come on, church family. There's no emotionalism in here right now. There's nobody playing music. There's no beat of the drum. It's just you and God in this room right now. I know you may be surrounded by several hundred people right now, but God is calling you by yourself right now to deeper consecration. He's called you out of some things into a deeper walk with him, and he's looking for a response in the shallow things of your life. What is it that's been keeping you from the deep things of God? What is it every time you try to go deeper in God, you feel that one thing in your life that keeps you from going deeper? What is it that you're holding back from God? What is it that you refuse to relinquish to God? Come on, the Holy Spirit is looking for a response tonight. 
The Holy Ghost is looking for a response. Woo! Oh, my, my, my. I feel him in this room. I wish you'd pray until you pray through right now. I wish you'd pray until you pray in the Holy Ghost right now. Oh, church, this is where we measure the level of maturity. We don't have to be pumped up and primed up. We don't have to be cheer-led tonight. Some of you have been walking in the wrong direction, and the Spirit of God is calling you back to righteousness. Some have been walking away from your convictions, but the Spirit of God is calling you to come back and pick those convictions up and say, Lord, whatever you've asked of me, I'll do it. Whatever you've called me to do, God, I'll do it. Come on, a shallow response tonight from the deep things. <laughs> I'm sorry, God, for the thing I've made it. I'm sorry for the thing I've made it, God. He's been calling you, church. He's been calling you, church. He's looking for a shallow response to deep things tonight. Lord, I never thought that was necessary until tonight, but I felt your spirit drawing me to it. And I'm going to respond to it. Come on, church. If we're going to go deeper, it's going to require deeper consecration. If we're going to go deeper, it's going to cost us more. <laughs> we're going to have to lay down some comfort. Walk in the will of God. Lord, fill him with your spirit tonight. <laughs> Woo! God, cleanse our spirits.
I know what I've preached to you tonight's uncomfortable for some of you, but listen, that's a godly unrest that you're feeling. It's the presence of God calling you to a deep place tonight. It's the presence of God calling you to a deeper place. Lord, I, 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 never, I never dreamed that I'd be at this place of decision tonight, but whatever you ask of me, I'm willing to do it, God. God's calling us to places and things that we may not even understand yet, the fullness of it. But because of his word, nevertheless, at thy word, we will respond. We will respond. We will respond. We will respond. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let there be glory and honor to Jesus. Let there be glory and honor to Jesus. Let there be glory and honor to Jesus. Jesus. Lord, we cast down our idols tonight. We cast down our idols of distraction tonight, God. And we ask you, Lord, to give us clean hands. Give us pure hearts. Let us not lift our souls unto vanity, God. Let us respond to the shallow things that we don't even understand. And there will be a response in the deep things. Oh, Jesus. I've preached way too long tonight, but, but, but I want this to settle in your spirit. I want you to know there is a biblical precedent for what I'm preaching to you tonight. You can find it on almost every story of victory that you read in your Bible. I want you to tell me one supernatural thing that was going on when God sent David to a brook to pick up five smooth stones. There was nothing spiritual about the brook. There was nothing spiritual about the stones. But the Lord led him into shallow waters to gather five smooth stones. I can't tell you what kind of impression it was, really. The Bible said that David took off running. He kneels down and just picks up five stones. What was it that impressed him? Five stones. Just a shallow response. Picked up one. Man, maybe I better get a few more. He sticks four more in his pouch. The Bible said that he took off running in his flesh on his own two feet. And with a shallow response, the Lord said, sling that stone. And in a shallow response, he releases that stone that he had no control over. And God gave him a response from the deep place. 
When we respond in shallow things, giants come to the ground. When we respond in shallow things, folks, I'm telling you, I could preach it all night. The principle is on every page nearly in your Bible. Walk around a city for seven days and don't say anything? Are you picking up what I'm putting down? I want you to walk for seven days and don't say a word. That's stupid. And on the seventh day, walk seven times and don't say anything till I tell you to shout. There was no earthquake. They obeyed God in a shallow command. When they opened up their mouth, God said, shout. They opened up their mouth. Woo! They shouted. When they did, the walls went. Because God gave them a deep response. How many of you believe what I'm preaching to you tonight? Anybody in here want to say yes to the Lord tonight? Come on, you want to say yes to his will? Oh, God. We say yes.